0: all right welcome to the peyton years the holiday episode this is the only podcast in existence dedicated solely to oregon state men's basketball and we're bringing you christmas cheer a day after i'm here with my friend sam sam how are you doing
1: right i'm doing great Andy. you know obviously this is a special time of year i hope everyone had a nice christmas happy boxing day to to both of you and all the peyton heads and you know this is a time of year about giving Giving and receiving, you know, and and we're all receiving the gift that gives every single day of the year. And that, of course, is Oregon State Men's Basketball. But it's a little extra special to be sit, sitting down to celebrate it today.
0: Definitely. And we're also joined by friend of the pod, Seth Allen. He's joining us yeah.
2: for our third annual. First time in person, though. First. This is crazy to be part, to see the magic happen. I'm, I'm in the glove. I'm in the glove where it all happens. I see the stolen laptop. There's a candle lit. Is it scented? It's scented. I did not expect a scented candle in here. Yeah, you did. Come didn't on. really set the mood. Yeah, we're trying our best. Wow. This is the holiday episode. Mm. This is the holiday episode. Mary Berry with essential oils, raspberry, almond, and maple. Oh, my God. I didn't expect this. This is very nice. Thank you for having me.
0: No, you're. it's a delight to have you over. And we're going to do like our traditional uh, favorite beaver memories, either bad or Ooh. good. And we're gonna talk a little bit about the team, do some Ken Pom ponderings. And we have a special interview with a new friend of the pod, Liv, who went to her first ever basketball game, Oregon State versus Duke. We sat down and talked with her and reviewed the experience. Oh, wow. It shakes
1: me more to my core the more I think about your first ever basketball game being that one.
0: You know? Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into that and everything else. But first, as always, the Oregon State fight song. Boom.
3: there you
0: go. Have a holy, jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. I don't know... Oh, it will wow. fade out.
1: Wow. It's a nice fade. I, I knew your you fade. had something up your sleeve. I did not know what it was going to be.
0: You know, I'm just in the... the festive. Festivus mood, you know, because it's been such a great Christmas season for us and Oregon State is really rolling right now. Just a quick update on the team. They're seven and six going into conference, have a winning record. They're on a three game win streak versus Denver University, Green Bay and Seattle U. They're one and one in the Pac-12. So they're tied for fifth place with Arizona, Oregon, in Washington, not last, and not last,
2: and they've only shot better than 48% from the field twice. I was thinking about this today. As if, if at Christmas, if you told me at the beginning of the season, at Christmas, the Beavers would have the same record as the Ducks, I would say, What scandal are those dirty Ducks up to now that just broke that got their whole team suspended? Well, which one, <laughs> yeah, was
0: it? Yeah, that's true. We do have the same exact record as the Ducks, although with arguably better losses. And I know a lot of people are going to come back on me in Portland State, but we've got better losses.
1: I'll I would, would I, I'll go ahead and make it. It's the holidays. We're having a beverage. I, I'll say losing to Portland State twice is not as bad as using to Utah Valley
2: and UC Riverside. Now, Portland State has dignity in the way that they play so hard. They play really aggressive. There's There's no shame in losing to a scrappy, play hard their coaches like on the borderline of giving himself a heart attack the entire game he screamed their whole team is embodied his energy there's no shit there's that's a dignified loss to me especially the second one in my opinion you scared you scared you scared Jordan Pope he's never seen this kind of energy in his life we understand it's fine and
0: just the caveat I know you listen to the pod I know a lot of people who are listening to this right now listen to the pod but we talked about last week but they did beat Denver University who lost to Sacramento State yes. twice in the (laughs) non-conference so that means we are the best team to lose to the same big sky school twice in the non-conference denver
1: very respected non-conference season there's a lot of good rumblings about tommy bruner in denver university
0: that is a team we're talking i will talk about we'll get down in the three games next week or on wednesday and do an actual kind of breakdown because there's a lot of really interesting stuff going with the team but i will say denver university is essentially seven kevin McHales pump faking
1: (laughs) (laughs) around one baller ass point guard getting them all the ball yeah
0: so they were a fun team those are good to beat um okay well let's start off with our interview with liv because that was really fun she did a great job and this was such a great experience so stay tuned for one second we're going to jump into our interview with liv on her first ever basketball game
2: duke versus oregon state a lived experience. A lived experience. She should start her own podcast and call it that, where yeah. <laughs> she just does things for the first time. But she got that. Boom,
1: boom. She was Liv. great she, in this. Yeah, I no,
0: that sounds like a travel helping. channel show. Live, Liv, you—that's really your really new live. We barely know you. I don't know what you're doing for a career, but you are destined to have a lived back, experience.
2: Point. I want that on the back end. Yeah, back end for sure.
0: All right, let's do our interview. All right, we're here with Liv going down our favorite basketball memories. We brought Liv on because she has a special Oregon State basketball memory. My family is huge Oregon State basketball fans, and they uh, forego or forewent their traditional Thanksgiving plans to go watch the Duke Oregon State game on Thanksgiving. And my little brother was sick, so Liv filled in as a last minute replacement, and it was actually her first ever basketball game. Liv, welcome to the Payton Years. Thank you so much for being on.
3: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Now, this is
1: at any level, right? Like we want to specify, not first college basketball. No,
3: like not high school, not college, not professional, nothing, yeah.
0: (laughs) All right, perfect. So let's just start off with the day. So you wake up Thanksgiving morning and you're not expecting to get an Oregon State invite, but what's the deal? Walk us through a little bit of what happened on the day of so we get the backstory.
3: Um, literally my, my friend, Maddie, Charlie's girlfriend texted me at like nine in the morning. and was like, Hey, are you free today? All of our other friends were sick and I was the only one that escaped it. So she hit me up and I was just like, yeah, of course I'll, I'll come in his stead. Why not? And, um, just ended up there like two hours later. So
0: yeah. And how was overall, give us the experience. What was your first basketball game experience? Like, well, how would you rate it on a scale of one to 10?
3: Honestly, it was such a good game, like definitely attend. Just like I've never been a basketball person. I enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going to. I was constantly asking Maddie questions throughout the game, so she was kind of giving me insight into what was happening. And What were
0: some it, of the questions like, you were asking?
3: I literally know nothing about basketball, so I was just asking like, what does that mean? What's happening right now? Like how <laughs> the points are for what? Um, so just cause it was such a close game. So I was like, okay, so why did they just get three points and they got two? And, um, so she was just giving me insight the whole time, but it was such a close game, but by the end, you know, I was on my feet with everybody else yelling. So it was, a great, it was a great time. <laughs>
0: No, that's true. I think you guys made it on the Jumbotron, if I'm not mistaken. We
3: definitely did, yeah.
0: (laughs) That's a huge moment to get on the Jumbotron at your first basketball game. Right,
1: I do have a bit of jealousy for you, as I have probably watched. I, I couldn't guess how many basketball games in my life Andy or I have watched. It's a ludicrous number, but I don't know that I've ever had that experience before without knowing somebody involved.
3: Yeah, I mean, I i guess I didn't necessarily expect it. We were sitting pretty close to the front, so I feel like that probably was in our favor. But, yeah, I was just like, is that – are those our shirts? And then all of a sudden it was our faces, and we were like, yeah. So, yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> all
0: right, delving into the game a little bit. So you show up, and you're watching these uh, the Orange team. or I don't know. Did you go to Oregon State? Do you have any connection to the university? Are you coming in totally no. new?
3: No totally Perfect. neutral
0: yeah <laughs> all right so what what are your first impressions you're seeing the two teams kind of warm up shoot around you got a blue team you got an orange team what what are your thoughts going through your
3: head um i mean It was pretty much like, okay, I don't really know what's happening, but um, just like good vibes throughout the entire stadium. I feel like everyone was obviously in a good mood because it was Thanksgiving. So just kind of watching them warm up, I was trying to suss out. It was like, okay, you know, they're all really tall, obviously. So I'm like, who's going to be good, you know, trying to keep my eyes on it, but um, asking my preliminary questions, trying to figure out what was going on. But um, yeah, I mean, the energy was just really good. So I was like, okay, let's see what happens, basically.
0: Could you could you tell that one team was evil and one team was good? Were you able to assess that right. is, in the first Is day? that
1: apparent to or do you is, is that more something that becomes obvious once you observe it or why, or is it initially apparent the why I think it would be?
3: I mean, I feel like you guys are probably a little bit more embroiled in the world of it, so you probably are skewed more in one direction than another, but I've been coming into it, you know, Maddie put me in an orange shirt and I was like, okay, we're here representing the beavers, that's what's happening, so yeah, definitely came in all, all for them, Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. And I'm curious to know this because it's good to get an outside perspective. On our podcast, we talk a lot about this thing called the beaver bias, which is essentially just the universe in itself being against the Oregon State men's basketball team, everything that can go wrong. And it manifests itself
1: in in countless ways.
0: A myriad of ways. You can't, it's not even contained to the court, but When you're watching this game does it feel to you you're watching are you saying to yourself man this orange team is really getting screwed over at every single level or does it seem kind of fair to you what's what's the observation.
3: Um, I felt like they were getting a lot of fouls called on them. And I kept being like, what is going on? Like, why is this happening? And <laughs> at some point, Maddie was like, yeah. And then if they hit a certain number of fouls, then, you know, they get reprimanded. And I was like, what? I, I was getting really upset. So, yeah, I definitely kind of got that as well. So yeah. And there were just a surprising number of Duke fans in the audience, which honestly pissed me off. So, yeah, oh, that's <laughs> um, perfect. yeah we definitely had to cheer louder to represent, to, you know, back them up a little bit more more.
0: Now you haven't been to a lot of a uh, I don't know if you've been to other sporting events, but did the Duke fans, do they seem particularly annoying to you or are you kind of just like, oh, they're going with
3: the flow? Um, yeah, there was one dude behind us that was, like, yelling so loud, like, making horrible noises every time they were taking, like, a free throw, and I was like, why are you being like this? (laughs) Just annoying, and, um, but, yeah, there were a couple, there was one really cute little kid in front of us that was a Beavers fan that was, you know, just carrying the whole squad, so it was, yeah, it was definitely a disparity there.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I think that's a fair summation. Duke fans, obnoxious guys making horrible noises. Beaver fans, adorable little kids. (laughs) Yeah. You know, oh, I that's think that's, that's a great way to sum that up. <laughs> were
0: you, was there anybody on the court where you're watching for either team where you're like, after watching the game, you're like, wow, that person's really good at basketball. Like, I don't know a lot, but I can just tell that guy's good.
3: Honestly, um, Jordan Pope was like, had me in it. He was killing it just all over the place, such a playmaker. And I was having a really fun time watching him specifically. I feel like I kept just being like, get him the ball, get him the ball. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely a standout person for me.
0: Uh, Liv, you have nailed literally every single question in this interview 10 out of 10 stars. Um, Sam, do you have anything else for? Oh, uh, I again, and
1: thank you for doing this. It's so interesting and like different to talk to someone who, who doesn't know basketball and, on such a deep level. But was there something that stood out that to, in the game that maybe Andy and I wouldn't have expected it for you to?
3: It's a great question. I don't know. I feel like, obviously, since I didn't really, you know, like, know the sport coming in and you know, like just the the fact that, you know, Duke is such a big school and I didn't know what was going on. There were so many people there. I just didn't know what that was going to look like. But I feel like they came out with such a level of energy that even not knowing basketball, I was just like, okay, wow, they're here to like win. They're here to,
2: to play this
3: game. And so it was really kind of cool to see, like, I feel like that was kind of an infectious energy. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm sure you guys probably picked up on that as well. But you know, like for me, that was just something that like across all sports like i'm a big soccer person but like i feel like that's a commonality across all sports that you could really feel so
0: yeah did it uh draw you in at all or you're like dang i want to go see like a blazer game now or are you going to go yes. to another Oregon state game or and drew you into basketball
3: definitely i mean like like i just said I'm, I'm a soccer person very different speed of play so it was like really exciting for it to constantly be something going on it's so fast-paced and engaging so definitely am more interested in, you know, continuing to watch the basketball games and go in person. Yeah.
1: And of course you're a Beaver fan now, correct?
3: I've been, I've been swayed. I'm definitely on that team for sure.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, that's perfect. Um, we always ask, I don't know where you went to college, but we always ask our guests uh, if they want to do a little fuck the ducks chant with us because we are an Oregon State cat podcast. So obviously that means that we hate the ducks deep in our soul. I'm not going to put any pressure on you to do that at the end of your interview, but if you want to give us a fuck the ducks. We've had people decline. We've had people plenty, accept. Plenty of people have My will
3: be so mad at me and that makes me want to do it more. So let's do it. <laughs> All right,
0: on the oh, count of yeah. three, let's do a, a fuck the ducks. So three, two, one. Fuck the dogs. <laughs> perfect. That was great. Uh, Liv, that was perfect. Thank you so much for being on. I just, you were a perfect interview, and this will make Charlie so mad because he hasn't been on the podcast yet. It will drive him absolutely insane. So it's a double <laughs> win. Uh, See you at another Oregon State game soon. Thank you so much. Liv, thank you, but also
1: congratulations for for
0: joining the Peyton Heads. It's a noble group. Yeah, you're in here with a lot of former NBA players, college coaches, you you're in an illustrious group of interviewees, so just I add that to your resume.
3: So honored. Thank you so much, guys.
0: <laughs> All right. Welcome back, Shout out to Liv. That was, honestly, that was a great interview. I stand by us saying that she should start her own podcast, Empire.
1: I would listen to her have first time experiences. Yeah. She- Over and over over
0: again. Over and over again. All right. And now for something that's not a first time for any of us, because this is our third annual Beaver Memories. which has been going three years strong. It started, I listened back to our two old episodes and it started in the pandemic when we, they canceled like a week and a half of the season randomly and we had to Mm -hmm. jump in. Yes. And it's turned into a beautiful celebration that I do love so much. Mm-hmm. So in honor of the English tradition, we're going to go around and each of us are going to say one Oregon state memory we have live in person. It can be good. It can be bad. It can be in the middle, but just something that gets you thinking about Oregon state basketball, a little caveat, a little slice of life. Mm. Um, who wants to go first? Cause I have mine locked and loaded, but I know Seth does too. So I, I have two, one's really, really quick, but I, I wanted to have, a,
1: juxtapose a couple of okay those. go i'll go ahead and go first so i th- i considered um making you guys listen to me talk about that uh the exhibition game that i went to alone for 20 <laughs> minutes but i'll let it die now they played 13 games that count it's time to move on from it but we really should go next year. It's free. You get to sit wherever you want. It's a good time. But anyway, that um, sounds like every experience for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, that is. But it's you know it was even more. How could you possibly have better seats than what we already have? have. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I mean, good point, Andy. But nonetheless, it's a great tone setter to the season. Okay. But anyway, so my first memory, yeah, because I didn't want to just do a negative one, was a. Uh, we talk a lot about the J. John NIT team. Of course. A lot of people talk about it. I mean, any time you have a holiday party, I'm going to make it about that as quickly as I can. But um, one of the, the best moments of that season was the Jay John revenge game, where about a month or so after Lorenzo Romar tried to kill him by running the score up to give him a, a heart attack, uh, which almost did happen, the Beavers posted <laughs> the Nate Robinson, Trey Simmons, Brandon Roy... Jensen, the big white guy, his first name's not important. They came to Gill Coliseum and yeah. found out what it was all about. My dad and I were there. It was a it was a magical moment.
0: And you gave Lorenzo Romar a dirty look as a 13 year old kid. Okay? Oh right.
1: yes, we had pretty good seats for that game, and I got to I thank you, Andy, for remembering that. That actually means a lot to me, but yeah, we walked by pre we got there very early. This was not a this was a business trip to Corvallis we made that day. And I walked right by Lorenzo Romar and shook my head with the most disgusted look I could muster as an eighth grade, you know, corner three specialist that I was at the time. (laughs) he still
2: had the beard and everything.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was like, why did that five foot three 31 year old have to look at me with such disdain? But um, that's my positive one.
2: What's weird is I think I was at that game. I believe we talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, because I came down from say I was at Chemeketa Community College. Go Storm! Mm -hmm. And I drove down. I lived with Huskies guys from they're all from Tacoma and they were Huskies fans. And so we drove down and I wore like all I had a orange polo and a orange generic unbranded uh, fitted hat that I wore and (laughs) drip drip drip, drip. thank you and uh this is when you were trying out for the and one tour it was shortly after that yeah and yeah it was like i do remember i don't remember if it was that it was u-dub it was j john it was that era also i think an an alternative name for this pod could be j john was right
0: i (laughs) uh, jay that's
2: we're keeping j john's name alive
0: (laughs) i didn't want to bring this up but i feel like i'm forced to now i was going to do a shout out but literally I listened to the two annual ones before this, the two previous beer memories, and you shared the exact same memory. Seth had almost the exact same comment uh, from two I years did, ago.
2: Well, because when Sam two says it. Two years ago, I did the exact because ago. memory. When Sam says it, it is like it is so weird because it's, it's Sam, but it's also my dad because my dad <laughs> verbatim in our house Lorenzo Romar tried to kill Jay John. <laughs> We've had this exact.
0: We had this exact. I, I love this annual podcast because it's literally now that I've listened to both of them was, right I'm before came make it came over.
1: He
2: should be in jail for manslaughter for leaving, for <laughs> leaving Nate Robinson the game. and Roy in the shoot threes <laughs> uncontested.
0: This is, uh, yeah, this is literally verb, almost verbatim what we
1: talked well, about. I, I decided to do a different one it's than amazing, I thought.
2: It's an amazing moment. It's, it's, it's an incredible
1: moment. moment that isn't talked about enough. we went to the hospital.
2: <laughs> Yeah, it is
0: true. Shout out to Jay John. We really are keeping it. shout outs alive. to
1: Kevin Mouton, who I had love, to fill in the second half. Can we also
0: can we quickly give a shout out to Jay John, who led Oregon State to an almost completely winless season, and is now a consultant for Cal basketball. That's <laughs> <laughs> right on he's their consistent. way. <laughs> a one and
1: twelve start. Is he still doing that? He, but still, he's if, a figurehead. Star. My goodness, <laughs> right? Because that is the figurehead that program deserves
0: <laughs> right now it does um okay seth do you have a, a new i have a new beaver memory so i can I, jump in and do
2: i it. hope it's a new one um when i was a boy uh brent berry taught me what cherry picking was
0: this is not a new memory you literally I did said, this um, one out, So i said uh, this one last time well, let me let me do your memory for you oh my god okay you were at your mom's your mom's a teacher you were uh-huh. in her classroom Yeah. You were watching. She said you could put on the the Oregon State game because there was a TV in the classroom. Right. Um, you were watching it. Brent Barry is going off. He's doing sick dunks. He's doing crazy things. Yeah, so he he's kind of
2: pulling himself up on the rim.
0: Exactly. He does a little bit of a leak out, and then on the the screen, the announcers go kind of start accusing him of cherry picking, kind of start Correctly, criticizing.
1: By the way, criticizing for cherry picking,
0: games. and you go, "This is cherry picking. This is a uh, the funnest way to play basketball. I love this." And that's how I learned what cherry picking was because a little kid who was really yeah. into basketball.
2: Oh, I got nothing new.
0: I you have a new memory, and I do love
1: – I have I, another one that is. That I don't even it. want
0: it. I want you guys to have the two little <laughs> ones and meet only other Oh, uh, God, I do love this tradition. And I, I'm having <laughs> I'm having the best winter break Christmas experience ever.
2: Every, every year around the holidays, we gather and we accuse Lorenzo Romar of <laughs> attempted manslaughter, and we credit Brent Berry for – just, and
1: then just, cherry me, just
2: wanting some sick dumps in right. Creating a bad
1: habit in a young basketball player.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll tie into you guys because my memory is new, but it's wow. a part of an, a game that I've talked about as a memory because it was at the uh, – Jared Cunningham kissed the sky dunk on Ooh. Arizona where he wins dunk of the year. That's the, that's
1: what, it. I've been seen them play Arizona and win so many times. I really should have said one those.
0: That's, that's a huge matter for everyone. Jared Cunningham. He does an alley, not an alley of dunk, but a tip dunk cock backs on top of Derek Williams. Who's going to go to be the number two pick. It wins dunk of the year. It's an amazing play. Derek Williams was never the same after that. Well, so, I mean, he killed so. it against Duke. He's sick. I love Derek Williams. I have a, this isn't a Derek Williams slander pod, but I will tell this quick Derek Williams story. Is that uh, <laughs> I uh, I had a friend who was, we'll say, intimately involved with the Arizona basketball team oh, uh, okay. in college. She dated uh, Momo Jones. If you guys wow. remember him, uh, he was the point guard. And, and she, then
1: he transferred to USC, right? Yeah, he was all yeah, over the yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: FaceTime with Momo in college several times uh, just while she was getting ready. He was not happy about it. I loved it every second. Um, <laughs> But in one of those interactions, we talked about Derek Williams, and somehow we got on the topic that uh, <laughs> he had bet Derek Williams that he couldn't sleep with 14 different women in one week, and uh, Derek Williams beat it by Wednesday.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just Arizona like, basketball. That's just like two Ludo's parties <laughs> in Arizona <laughs> right. if you're on the basketball
0: team. Alright, so they're play- So picture that in your mind. Derek Williams is having the career year. He's having probably, no matter what happened to Derek Williams in the NBA, people
2: forget the sophomore year he had at Arizona, both on and off the court. This is why only nerds go to G League Ignite. <laughs> it's like, this is the main recruiting pitch of uh, <laughs> big-time college basketball. Right, you <laughs> can't find
1: that on G League Ignite. No, You're no. mentored by Jarrett Jack and Poo Jetter. Like yeah. that. They're telling you stories about
0: when they did that in college. Seriously, if any and i doubt this just because of our demographics that i've seen from uh <laughs> the, the page that puts out our um podcast but, so i doubt there are any four or five star prospects listening to this but if you are just go to a college and be a legend for a year or two i promise you it's, <laughs> you'll still make money and it'll be so sick and you're gonna make money in your life anyway so it doesn't matter all right back to my memory so at that game first off i'm standing with my friend who's wearing a full chewbacca costume okay so we're on screen Oh, all not around time. halloween already not time. even not around halloween it's just a full, January, just, yeah. just a full chewbacca costume okay. and he's first off he's dying because he doesn't realize how hot it's going to be the crowd is packed this is when craig robinson had Ooh. come in and he had won the um What's the what's the tournament? The CBI the year before. Yeah, this was the directly. Yeah, this is yeah, this is Jared cunningham's sophomore year. We won the CBI the year. We were going to the White House. We've got Devon Collier. He chose us over UConn for some reason. Things are looking up. People are hyped up. It's packed. My friend is sweating so much. This was the
1: ode in the early time of Twitter hashtags. The Beavers tried to get in on that by creating. O D A A T. The one day at a time. Oh, I remember and it ODAT. Yeah, failed miserably. Like, yeah. no one caught That's on. Like a,
2: that sounds like a SEC football. My That's Right.
1: my, But this is also 2011. It sounds so, like, like something. you don't you'd... even know what hashtags are. And it made my dad so mad. I had to explain it to him every single
0: time. ODAT sounds like something you'd say to someone who's about to serve, like, a 20-year prison sentence. ODAT. ODAT. dad, Which <laughs> is pretty similar to Oregon State athletes. <laughs> um, anyways, this will always just stick out in my mind because it was one of the most packed uh student sections i've seen the oregon state basketball half just yeah. completely filled and in the first half uh when arizona shoots free throws everyone's going crazy you know just booing and stuff like that and at the first free throw for oregon state it's dead silent and one kid in the student section who's just clearly super drunk and has no idea what's going on like right when uh, i think it was devon collier shoots it he yells like at the same time, she's like Bleh! and <laughs> It fucks up Devon Collier and <laughs> he misses the shot. And everyone in the student sections turns to this guy and they start booing the student who cheered against Devon Collier while he shoots. Oh, yeah. And this kid, to his credit, starts screaming back at the crowd. <laughs> Why aren't, what are you guys doing? Come on. And on the second free throw, he does it again. No one says anything. And he turns to the crowd and goes, what? God, screw you guys. And then wow, everyone boos him. And uh, I'll just always remember that, that one experience.
2: The Beaver Dam is a hell of a place.
0: Hell of a place. That's my Oregon State memory. It's at least new.
2: <laughs> Did you ever hear Gilbert Arenas talk about the one time a mascot fucked up his team? Yes. And it was the Oregon State, or the Oregon mascot, sorry. It was the, be- kick, the duck. Kicking the, kicking the goalpost. And it was just so funny to see Donald Duck kicking a goalpost that the team just could not stop laughing. That's what we need. We need a comedic genius in that Benny suit doing hilarious there, whoever things. Whoever
1: was in it at the Pac-12 tournament for their one game last year was
0: killing it. I, and it's they were doing. I got hit in the balls joke. A lot of my balls. That's Eighty great. percent of That's the time. Good. But
1: yeah, and a lot Classic. of pointing at people's alcoholic beverages and then like rubbing their tongue, like jealous of you. You know, it was very likable.
2: Oh, it's like a comic. Anyone want to buy me a drink? Huh? <laughs>
1: Please. You're right.
0: <laughs> I've never resorted to that before. But. All right. Let's do some Ken Palm Ponderings.
2: Oh, then we'll
1: no. do some
0: festivists and grievances, whatever Sam wants to do and shout-outs <laughs> and get out of here. All right. So right now, um, Oregon State stands at set, like I said, seven and six in conference on a three-game win streak, one and one in the Pac-12, tied for fifth with Arizona, Oregon, and Washington. Not last. Not last. Ken Palm currently has them ranked 219th in the country.
2: that's Fucked
0: up. <laughs> so okay i like this Though typically
1: you don't tell what what where the beavers stand up top i like this though they're 219. For
0: the they're 219. Mm-hmm. okay so now we're just the gonna green go green bay win
1: hurt it a lot they were
0: top 200. yeah they were okay <laughs> all right we're gonna talk about all right right now stanford is five and seven and zero oh and Zero oh, oh and two in conference they're one of the four teams ranked below oregon state in the conference oh do you think they are ranked better or worse than Oregon State on Kempom? Do you want to go first or he, second? You
2: said best? they were What did you just say that they were ranked worst than the
0: Well, they're 5 and 7 overall okay. and they're 0 and 2 in conference. Okay. They're on the top bottom 4 teams in the Pac-12. Bottom 4.
2: Teams.
0: They're tied for tied for 12th.
2: Oh, they're ahead of the Beavers.
1: I think that they have enough good losses, especially the Texas one that they they'll they'll be ahead of the Beavers. And also, we tracked this from game 1, so they just started out
0: ahead, too. You are correct. They are sixty seventh in the country, almost one hundred
2: and fifty spots better than the Beavers. Every week we do this, we expose Ken Palm rankings. Do you know how those guys got arrested for trying to kidnap the governor of Michigan? Exactly. I think we should do that for Ken Palm.
0: <laughs> Stop. It's I've, it's only it's past twelve teams. You're trolling me and Andy. It is. It does feel weird at this point. Okay, but what do you think about this? Washington State, who was also zero two in conference, and is five and eight. Do you think they are ranked better or worse than Oregon State? Go ahead, Seth. You you. better. I'll say worse. I mean, it should be, frankly. They are better. They are 77th in the country. Top 100 team. Uh, you misled me. I
1: sh- thought you were suggesting that maybe, maybe there was a bit of justice and that Washington State was ranked too low. Where is where is Cal? What is their best? Do you want <laughs> to know Cal? So I have Cal right here.
0: Cal, Cal, yeah. And we do a, and 12, we start, right? Yeah, Cal is 1 and 12. We'll we'll congratulations
1: to Cal for getting on the board. You blew out Texas Arlington in a way that suggested maybe there's a second win.
0: They're, we'll get into it. We'll get into it in the Cal's corner when we okay. go on Cal's Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, we do a Cal's corner uh, now on this show, just keeping tabs on Cal because I nailed that prediction. I predicted as a winless season, so I'm pretty on pretty potent. Um, Cal right now is ranked. What do you think, better or worse? They're Owen. They're, they're one and 12. 1 in twelve. They're one in twelve. It has keep in, to be worse. Keep in mind, Oregon State is two hundred and nineteen.
2: Two nineteen. Cal. I, I think Cal is worse, but still two hundreds.
1: Yeah, I know. They're, they're 285 range, right?
0: They are 241. Whew, it's close. They are 22 spots behind Oregon State. It is
2: close. Ugh, so Ken Palm, he sees what we cannot.
0: Cal, here's, here's something from Ken Palm. Cal and Oregon State are the only teams in the Pac-12 outside the top 200. Everybody else is a is a top 100 team. That is incorrect. <laughs> that is well, – I mean, it's kind
1: cool of cool because – I almost hate it that, like, the Pac-12 right now, they have four teams in the net ranking top 50. Yeah. And the Big Ten has, like, nine or something like that. I don't know. Right now, Ken Palm has the Pac-12 ranked as the fourth best conference. I think that's fair. That's fair. I I can live with that. I just wish he wouldn't. It's almost like he's valuing the top 10 teams way too much and then tanking the Beavers – who who do not belong in the same tier as Cal and,
0: well, in Cal? Well, this is still going to continue because I've got three other teams, four other yeah, teams so I want to check curious. through. So just check it on our old bellwether, the, uh, Queens, the team that was ranked one spot ahead of Oregon State. I North North believe it was Queens,
2: two, North Carolina.
0: Queens, North Carolina. This is their first year ever as a D one program. They are they are ten and three. They That's started true. the year ranked two hundred and twenty six. First year D one. First year D one. Ten and three. They are a very, very cool well, team. You would I like Queens. them. You would like them. Do you think they're ranked better or worse than Oregon State? Oregon State is 7-6, and six, a Power 5 conference, with wins over Pac-12 teams and CLU. Who and single-digit
1: losses to Duke and USC.
0: Right. Do you think they're ranked better or worse?
1: Um, By Ken Palm's metric, it was kind of flipping back and forth for a while. They were kind of neck and neck. And now Queens is, I think, in the top 200, right?
0: Queens, right now. Is ranked 180. oh my god
1: that seems maybe a bit high especially after nebraska
2: we need to do uh every year after college basketball there should be a ken palm bracket of like justice absolutely that's a great idea <laughs> well if you guys want
0: justice you're gonna hate these next two teams um this is our old bellwether our old friend sanford basketball oh Bucky Buc- Ball. buckyball the youngest buckyball. the youngest coach in d1 All of his assistant coaches are younger than him. He said, What if we just shot a million threes Uh, a game? What would that do to us? They're currently six and seven. Without, I know where this is going. This is six and seven,
1: really, without even a good loss. They don't have like even a big time loss.
0: Are they better or worse
1: than Oregon State, according to Can I just guess what it is? Yeah.
0: 132. Mm. Close. 172 still they were higher than
1: that okay
0: all right and then last our old bellwether uh 52 spots better than the beavers or yeah. whatever it is yeah it's much more than that it's like 70. <laughs> um <laughs> yale basketball our oh, old bellwether no. the team that that never played a game that Ken Palm ranked higher than Oregon State, despite not playing a game for I think the entire that they were season. Like a round of thirty-two team
1: about to play Cade Cunningham, and Yale was ranked above them.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's our that's our old bellwether. Ken Palm loves Yale. I think his he kids want to go there. He
2: trying to get his kids in there. Um,
0: get it? Do you think they are better or worse going than Oregon State? Keep in mind. Hold on. Keep in mind can that. you Tell me Yale's record. Yes, I can. Yale is. 10 and three oh it's a good deal it's a good they're gonna be up there. it's a good Ken yale team over overvalues id lead teams he does um yeah they are number 70 in the country so almost 200 Wait, spots who, better who is, who is so they're right next to what uh stanford yes <laughs> stanford the thing well they're is- right next to washington state they're oh, they're Wa- no, they're three spots they're three black well, sorry they're better than washington state but they're worse than stanford that's not fair all right and then last
1: go but- out on a limb ken Palm. yale would beat
0: stanford this year
1: well Worst here's weatherman
2: in the
0: country here's ken palm going out on a limb portland state who's six and seven but has beat the Beavers twice. But the Beavers are not valued. The Beavers are yeah. not valued. Is Portland State better or worse than Oregon State? Can, can, again,
1: I, and I haven't looked at these. You're the one that has the paid subscription to, to this. That's I right. Can only I'm,
2: at, I'm in deep to get Oh, five. wow. You get the advanced
1: stats? I it's only all, 20 bucks
0: a year. <laughs> <laughs> you get
1: all the stats. I can look at it, but he, it's even then, he doesn't have it numerical if you don't no, pay for it, so you have to look up a specific you, team.
0: No, the best thing is yeah, just just pay the $20. Bucks. You'll I'm um, about to do it. Is Portland State better or worse than Oregon State? It's better, but I'd also – do you want to guess worse,
1: I want to
2: ponder a little bit because I did watch Portland State lose to Santa Clara. Yeah, they're not a great team. By two points. Who does have a generational talent? (laughs) Podzemski. Portland State is worse than Oregon State in Kimball. The, can I?
1: So I, 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 think it's better, and I, I like to guess they are in the top 190.
0: You would be wrong. Seth would be right. Oregon what? State is still better than Portland State. They are 240th in the country. I only, a,
2: I only got that because of how low he thinks of Oregon State. Like two wins against Oregon State isn't going to matter to Kent Paul.
0: No, clearly not.
1: <laughs> I hate this fucker so much. It started out as friendly, kind of cutesy back and forth, and now I really, this really do not like him.
0: I wonder if he still isn't Starpod. I, I yeah,
1: he. I hope so. Ken Pomeranian. That's why he's him. he's bullying us, and it's working. Like when they when you're a little kid and someone's doing that to you, that you're supposed to like not care and don't show him that it's making you mad and he's in
0: my head a we lot. we gotta get him on the pod well that's our goal for the new year's to get, get him ken on the pod out. i just said a bunch of mean shit about it. But well he'll no. never listen
2: to this no we're gonna kidnap
0: him yeah we're gonna, we're gonna kidnap him gonna we're gonna get celtic
2: him. pride ken <laughs> Palm. yeah exactly we know he lives in utah we've we been giving weather information weatherman. we know you're a weatherman we have we've- peers ken pom
0: matty cox is on our side that's right he'll be the one in the ski mask ken uh, all right. Well, let's. In this spirit, you wanted to do grievances, right? You wanted to do a Festivus I, grievances.
1: I, do you guys have one as well? Or yeah, I've got i I've got a grievance. Okay, perfect. I'm gonna pour a quick, pour a
2: quick one. Pour a quick, quick
0: one, Seth. Pour do you want to have a grievance, or do you want me to go off? Go off. All right. My grievance right now is with the Pac-12 Network oh, in general, as always, because good I have been forced to spend so much money on a cable subscription to watch really? Oregon State basketball because when I switched to Comcast internet, which was the only thing that was available to me because CenturyLink's internet was so incredibly bad that to get working internet, I had to use Comcast.
2: I was here when I saw that happen.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was on the hold for literally three hours <laughs> trying to talk to I've somebody. I've never seen
1: Andy be or sound more like me dealing with customer service, <laughs> just cantankerous, it's and Just impatient. furious.
0: And they are impossible to watch. And now that I have it, and I spend so much money on the PAC 12 network, we don't even get all the PAC 12 games. We just get the PAC 12 Oregon games. You know, PAC 12 network, nobody wants to watch your games. Me and Sam, Sam, wants to watch every Pac-12 game. I want to watch about 80% of them. You have to give us that opportunity. Pac-12 Network sitting there in San Francisco when their million-dollar offices saying, I don't know how we're losing money. Me and Sam are giving hundreds of dollars to Comcast every month exclusively so that we can watch Oregon State basketball. Pac-12 Network, you are the reason that USC left. Like if we had a better TV station, USC and UCLA are not leaving. This is a hundred percent on the Pac-12 network. I hate them so much. They are literally the only bad thing in my life. It's an
1: equally wow. good grievance to the one I have. And yes, again, the fact that and I think Andy, you just also revealed to listeners that we live
2: together now. Oh, that's been a secret on the pod? Oh, no, a secret. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, me
0: and Sam are roommates.
1: We're here in the glove. We're roommates now. Yeah, We're we haven't always been. This is the first basketball season we have. Been, right. This is why it's called the glove now. But yeah, the fact that we cannot access Andy pays for it. Uh Pac twelve Arizona, Bay Area, LA, Mountain is yes. fucking insulting. I
2: was I was shocked when I saw it when I was here and Andy signed up for a cable on the phone. And to see that the Pac-12 network divvies up their channels even further We don't even get Pac-12 Washington!
0: Just show all of it! Just Oregon in the main Why wouldn't you just show all of it? It's George memory memories alive and well and that the Pac-12 still makes terrible business decisions all the time.
2: Honestly, I've been watching Santa Clara games and they have a better better system. They really
1: do. (laughs) The, I mean, we haven't even
2: talked about the commercials on
1: the Pac-12 Network and how sick I am of them because there's three. One of them's actually kind of funny, but it, they have to play it between every break. <laughs>
2: you got Golden Toe Socks. You got my pillow. You my got which Herbal, is Life. Weird.
1: <laughs> Herbal Life, and then there's the one about the attorneys like that will represent you if your space on the floor gets taken at the airport. I don't even know what the actual product is. (laughs) There's no national brands. Give me a Coca-Cola commercial, Pac-12 Network.
0: Wait, so is that your grievance? No, I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, my Uh grievance, though, I think is just as important. I just, Mm -hmm. yours, uh, fucking Pac-12 Network and Comcast, I guess, but... Um, my grievance is. And they're is, good and bad. <laughs> unfortunately, directly with with most of Beaver Nation and, um, and the lack of attendance at Gill Coliseum, mm. uh, we haven't been to every game either. We have been to more than most of you. And we live in Portland that. and have jobs and right. lives.
0: And I get that that's
1: true for some other people that listen to this podcast. I can't lump you all in as living in the Mid Willamette Valley, but. Most of you do. <laughs> Most of you do. And we'll also, I mean, shout out to people like Stan who listens to this that goes to every game. There are people putting the work in.
0: No, Stan's the man.
1: Stan rules. Uh, I just I'm I'm getting frustrated with how much we're handling our football team's success in the offseason like Duck fans. Because a year ago I remember everybody saying that when Bo Nicks went to Oregon that he sucked. And that it was kind of silly to be throwing ourselves parades when we have things going on. And now we're acting the same way about a dude that got beat out at Clemson when
2: Ooh. there's other
1: things at play here. And it's time to get more excited about the basketball team we have.
0: Yeah, it's it's a special big, group. That is a good grievance. It is I am surprised the team isn't excited because I think Jordan Pope is a beaver generational talent and to see people kind of not recognize that is a little frustrating because you're going to want to watch him you're going to want to come out and support jordan pope. i mean the whole team is really inter- this is honestly one of the more fun teams you, do you have. know
2: do you know what this season reminds me of what? brandon roy's rookie season with the
1: blazers mm, i the, love it
2: the fans have not in general have not caught on to what is here the,
1: right this now. team is better and going to win more games than you think and right. also it's very
0: likable and
2: and pope young. honestly is the front runner for rookie of the
0: year for freshman of the year by far yes yeah, yeah, like he's he, gonna win it by far
2: um, he's the brandon roy of the
1: group
0: but that group had a lot of other very likable characters and so does this team and yeah. they're starting to play a really fun uh style of play we'll talk about it on wednesday but they're going kind of like smaller and wing oriented no this is a great great team so yeah good shout out support jordan and understand no
1: one loves oregon state football more than i do but
0: it's true. Sam calls the defensive backs by to, their first
1: name. Yes. I I'm, I'm in it the way a lot of you <laughs> are too, it. but it's time to shift the focus a little bit for a lot of you. Like, yes, it is. We can tweet about potential defensive line depth charts if we want to, or we can appreciate that somebody's playing Oregon
0: Saturday. All right. Good out. That's, shot. Right. That's <laughs> right. All right. Seth, do you have any
2: grievances or are you chill? Grievances, grievances. I think I got some grievances. Uh, I'm going to piggyback on Sam. Jordan Polk's incredible. I'm I'm actually afraid he's going to leave. He's not. He's not. I'm afraid have, USC is going to be like, hey, yeah, come on.
1: So I have got Arizona State that with that he is taken care of. That, that, that efforts are being taken in this new landscape we find ourselves in because and the thing is they're not going to be able to do that for everybody the way they would want to well
0: the right. thing is that Jordan Pope if he walks away like he has potential right now this to become freshman top year. top three top three or four beaver all time like and especially with the amount of points he's averaging right now like 15 points a game as a freshman if it ticks up even a little bit and he keeps that on pace he has potential to become the all-time leading scorer for the university, also just, just, by just by how great of a freshman start he's had.
2: He won't stay that long.
0: I don't on. think
1: any college is keeping him for – He
0: kind of got a Fred Van fleet Fred to him. Yeah. He might be a four-year starter at a college. That's true. He's kind of I Fred Van He's kind of Fred Van Fleetish. All right, that's, that's – Wait, so what's your grievance about Jordan Pelt being so good?
2: I just think we should collectively appreciate it more. Like this – this um, <laughs> their, um, Their offensive rating on this team – Ranking is 303rd. That's horrible. It's like it's Pope that is winning games for this team. Like it, they should not be, they should not have seven wins right now. If you look at overall, it's a promise. It's, Pope. Season. But it's there's a promise. There's also it some magic, to it. magic to it, but it's, I mean,
1: come on. A lot of that is, dr- I will also say that just eye test. I mean, the people he compares to, Ethan, Stevie, Trace, the Paytons – I mean, the, the Patents are one thing, but what he's doing, just the way it looks as an 18-year-old who's never played college basketball before is very special, and we should be appreciating
2: it. And that's like the perfect – like college basketball, the main thing is a point guard who is like that is the best It's possible, the number one thing It's the need. best possible thing to have on your team.
0: And if this team can find in his college career, like if they can find their way into the NCAA tournament – He's a type of player who can close out games.
1: Absolutely.
2: Oh, when the when it when it, you I don't, don't want to see
1: this team this year in in late February and March, I promise you that. Tied for fifth right now. We don't know where. Yeah. I don't want to put a ceiling on it either. I think when we're done with the, I have teams I can compare them to. Once we're done with this, but I don't want to put a cap on what they're capable of. And Jordan Pope is the main reason why. All right.
2: Yeah, this is going to be like a a ranked team.
0: Oh, this team? Yeah, for sure. Maybe even pretty by dumb. the end of this year with some of the wins over some era pac 12 teams are ranked pretty high. Maybe if you sneak one in over UCLA and Arizona with some other good games, you can get well, I'm can on catch record, record
1: is already 25. predicting a win over Arizona in Gil Coliseum. That's true. Jesus Christ.
0: Uh, on record. <laughs> <laughs> They'll review the tapes.
1: <laughs> Go for well, you were clearly today.
0: I was I'm I probably am our biggest fan. Um, all right. Well, let's do shout outs, close outs on the way out of here. Any shout outs, you guys?
1: Um, just, just to our the you know, everybody that we know to be a regular listener that is following this team every game, I'm gonna forget somebody, but Zach, Marla, Stan, yeah.
3: Mr. Mega.
1: We Mr. haven't Mega talked up. about Mr. Mega Mr. Mega rules. He talks on Twitter about Oregon State men's basketball and magic the gathering <laughs> specifically. So if there's a second person that's as passionate about those two things as he is, Give that's him for you. Yeah. But that guy, you know, um damn loyal beaver fan I, I i'm gonna forget people but oh, people yeah. that are really about it we we really appreciate it a lot it means a lot to us
0: seth any shout outs
2: shout out to Brentberry, aka bones hey oh, cherry picker you taught me what it takes to get ahead in life <laughs> <laughs> just shirking responsibilities to get a sweet dunk
0: i love that and uh, <laughs> um i'm gonna piggyback on sam's thing i just want to give a shout out to all the listeners all the people we've met through the podcast it's a festival episode and i uh just peeked behind the curtain since my birthday tomorrow so i've been reflecting Whoa, on it and yeah. you know i have a very very full life very very happy i have a, a ton of communities i'm involved in and i love this peyton years community that i didn't expect to build but we've got nba players and commentators we're talking to eldridge all the time the people we know on the team the people who work behind the scenes you guys are guests like i just love the community we have built through it all so just Shout out to everyone I've met or acknowledged through the Payton years and all the random connections we have. The the internet is such a crazy place, and it's funny. I feel like podcasts, especially something niche like this, are kind of old school internet where you can kind of connect with weirdos who like the same thing as you.
2: Yeah, sure. This is some Netscape shit.
0: Exactly. Thank you to Trevor and and Trevor. Vaughn shout out Scheffler. To Sheffler, well Scheffler got it all started when he hooked us up way back in the day. Listening to it. Um, so, yeah, shout it's out to everybody. Problem. It's probably just a beer, too. No, I'm taking a chef. It's my birthday. If you're still listening to this, it's my birthday, chef. I need Juice that birthday running. beer. Juice is running. And you know what? I also want to say one last thing. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Fuck the ducks.
2: Fuck the ducks. Fuck the ducks.
0: All right. We'll see y'all very soon. I hope you had a great Christmas, great holiday season, whatever you support. Go Bees forever. Go Bees.